Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ed Troxel from edtroxel.com. And if you're new around here, welcome. Super excited to have you. Let me just paint the picture of how this episode is going to play out. So you are the listener and you are eavesdropping in on the conversation I'm about to have with a guest, my fellow entrepreneur guest. And on this show, we are talking about the conversation. So these are the conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. And you get to hear it. So then that way, one, it's more relatable and you can understand that you're not the only one going through whatever it is you might be uh, struggling with right now or being challenged with or embracing and loving. So this is the beauty of this episode and being able to do things like this. Now, be sure to stick around till the end because after our guest and I finish at our coffee shop, you will be able to uh, hear more about how you can connect with our guests as well as be able to find out how I can help you with your business, especially with your live video journey here online. Because let's face it, it's not, it's not going to be easy all the time, right? And getting in front of that camera can be really hard, especially when it's live. So feel free to uh, share this out, especially with your fellow entrepreneur friends, because it, it's definitely going to help. And you can always listen to previous episodes as well over on our website. So without further ado, let me go ahead and jump into this conversation. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab that seat at the table next to ours, and let's get into it. Katie, what's happening? Hey, Ed. How are you? I'm good. How's the day going? Good. Oh, it's awesome. It's been so good today. Actually, this whole week has been amazing. I feel like I've been like in my sessions, like, you know, when you get in that zone and you're just doing the work you're meant to be doing, that's how this week has been going. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) I I will say like that has been mostly this morning for me. (laughs) Good. Because it's just been one of those things that it's been a busy week, maybe because of the holiday and everything, you know, people were getting caught up, but it was, it was, it was a little stressful. I'm not going to lie, but it, you know, it's one of those things where you're stressed and and you're frustrated, but then you also know that it's okay. And it's, it's part of the process and it's going to work and everything's going to be fine. And then you take a day like today and you ease into it. Totally. It's like having a really good workout right? Like you go through it, it's hard, you want it to be over, it's difficult, but then it's done and you're like, oh, that was big. That felt so good. And you feel so good afterwards that, yeah, that's how this week has been. (laughs) That's a perfect one. And I will say I haven't actually worked out really. (laughs) Well, I didn't say I was working out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're on the same page. We're good. Totally. Dreaming about working out. <laughs> exactly. I once upon a time I have worked out in my life, and that's how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like how many of us running our businesses feels that there's that time where we used to work out, and and you know we might still work out, but it might be a little different than what we used to do. And when we wear all of these different hats, it does feel like a workout <laughs> because there's so totally. much going on. Yeah, and I actually really I love this analogy now now that we're on it. I didn't yeah. plan this, but it's actually working really well because you know, I think too, when you're working out and you're not seeing that weight drop immediately, you don't get that immediate reaction that you want. 
Sometimes you fall off the wagon. And I think marketing can be the same way. Sometimes we get into something, we get going, you know, people do their Facebook lives, people do their blogs, people do their social posts, and then they're not seeing that immediate result that they want. And so they kind of drop off the wagon a little bit. And then things, you know, all of a sudden it's been six months and you haven't sent a newsletter out to your audience or blogged and you're wondering why you don't have a full practice. Yes. And uh, marketing. Okay. So, you know, I love to talk about marketing and that's, (laughs) that's your zone as well. And so let's talk about that because that's something that you hit it right on the nail there is that so many of us get caught up in well, I created a post on social. I created a blog post on my website. I sent out an email newsletter and nobody responded or mm-hmm. I didn't get a sale. So mm-hmm. what's the point? <laughs> so, right. So it must not be working. So let's not do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And so how do you go through that scenario with uh, your clients? Because that that's uh, one that happens a lot to all of us. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, it happens to me for sure. I mean, definitely, I think, and especially when you're starting out and you're just getting that traction, it's hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of consistency and you have to stick with it, even though you're probably hearing crickets because you never know where your seeds are being planted. So I'm using a lot of analogies today. Sorry, but I always, this is what I always use is that it's like planting a garden. You plant the seed, you're not always going to see it come up right away. Right. You're not you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to water it. You're going to have to nurture it. You're going to have to give it the correct ingredients of sunlight and soil and all of those things in order for it to grow. And I think that our leads are the same way. So when you're sending something out, I think the framework that you can come from is not so much. I'm sending this out to get a client. Like, first of all, let's just take that off the table. Let's pull that back. Yeah. Yeah. What if you're sending this out to be of value, to have a voice, to connect versus trying to immediately get a lead? The lead is the cherry on top. I'm going to stop with the analogies. Too much, too many things, too many directions. But really, that lead is kind of the gift that you get at the end of it. That's what you want to create. But ultimately, the reason you're in business is not just to generate leads. you're in business to make money which makes generating leads important but you're in business to serve you're in business to connect you're in business to share your knowledge so do that make that your focus and remove the need to have that be something that is then generating leads that's going to happen organically you don't have to work so hard at that you can disattach unattach yourself from the expectation of that and it's going to make things so much easier it's going to give you more peace of mind yeah i I was just writing down your uh serve connect and share your knowledge i think that's huge and it's so important for us to start with that right mindset and understand the bigger picture and knowing that when we start there everything else just falls into place yeah Yeah, you really have to get your understanding of who you want to be working with and what your message is set. Otherwise, that consistency of marketing doesn't come into play. It's really hard to be consistent when you don't when you're just sort of speaking from any angle that you can. So when you have that angle that, you know, hey, these are the pain points that my ideal clients are dealing with. These are the things that 
and I was just writing about this today actually is, you know, when you know that the stumbling blocks that your clients are going to have, when you know, and I, I think we can use you as an example here, even yeah. when you're talking to somebody about doing Facebook lives, you know exactly what stumbling blocks they're going to experience with tech and going live and the fears behind it. Yeah. When you can speak to that in your content marketing and what you're putting out into the world, people will respond to it because they're going to see themselves in it. It has grip, it has traction. That's going to get you so much further, so much faster than just putting things out there for the sake of creating a blog or creating a Facebook Live. Yes, and it's so true. And and that's the thing too is starting with that and then putting that out there and then being able to fine tune as you go and and get yeah. the experiences and and listen. You know that was a big one that a, a lot of uh, I hear a lot from clients as well is that they're. They're like, you You listen, you actually listen mm -hmm. and you know. And so it, it's funny because, you know, I'm just doing my thing, but it, it's something that it, it's not done enough, it sounds like, in the, the industry, in the world. Like, it's Isn't so, that so surprising? <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, why, why is this like a, not a thing? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It surprises me so, so much. I think a lot about the pain points in, in my industry and other industries. And I think like, how do you run a business? You know, when you're not hitting your timelines, when you're not listening to your clients, when you're not showing up, I mean, people just ghost their clients sometimes. And it's just so surprising to me. Like, you're obviously in business for the wrong reasons, if you're practicing like that. <laughs> yeah. It kills me. Like, I get so nutty when people do that when, when they're not responsive mm -hmm. I, I get it you know everyone has has their life going on and things happen and whatnot but at least respond like yeah. with 24 maybe 48 hours depending on what happened but that should be like kind of the the max is 48 hours unless you yes. are in the hospital or yeah. something right like that's just how i've always felt and not I know not everyone shares that <laughs> and it's so frustrating because communication is key like even if you don't have an update let me know you don't have an update yeah yeah it's not that hard it takes it takes two minutes to shoot out a quick email or a quick text or a, make a quick phone call to update a client on what's going on or a potential client on what's going on absolutely that's so important yeah and so you focus uh, uh, a lot on the marketing aspect with your clients is that right I do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mostly for holistic businesses. That's that's kind of the key market that I work with. But yes, making marketing easy. I mean, it doesn't have to be so hard. We, we have so many things that are muddying the waters, I think, these days. And it really depends on how big a business you are. But if you're a small business, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Yeah. So let's talk about that, because that's something that I know a lot of small businesses struggle with. And, and I will say, too, like, in my head, when I say small business, I include mom and pop shops and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, those solopreneurs, uh, you know, coaches, consultants, like I'm including basically anybody who's like probably four employees and under when I say small business, because yeah, because that's like where I really like to focus is, is the, you know, the, the small shops. And so I feel like marketing is so important for them and they aren't doing much of it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, and I think with good reason, right? And I think that's what leads to the overwhelm, honestly, is 
uh, like my brain's going in two directions here. Um, and I want to touch on both of these points because they're both super important. You know, first of all, most small businesses will have at some point in their business attended a marketing seminar or a webinar by one of the big names out there. And those are wonderful seminars. They're packed full of information. They're packed full of the way things should be done. But a lot of times it gets lost in translation and it leads to that small business owner feeling overwhelmed, feeling like they're failing already, feeling like they can't figure all of that out because it's full of jargon and marketing terms that they don't even know what they mean. And it's exhausting. Like they're exhausted before they even step one foot into the marketing world. And so I think that it's the second point that I want to make here is that it's so important for small businesses to remember you're a small business. You're one person, you're two people, you're three people, you're four people to your point here. You don't have a huge team behind you to create the funnels and create the autoresponders and create all the things that these big marketing gurus are telling you to create. And so it's not that there's not a place for that, but you have to grow into it. It's not something that happens when you start out. It's not something that happens when you are a small mom and pop shop or a one-off business owner who's in their first two or three years of business. It's just not something that is realistic to chase. So if you can simplify it, if you can take the nuggets of wisdom from those workshops or people like you who are doing this, right? If you can take those nuggets and boil it down to what can I do consistently starting today? Start with something, pick a focus. (laughs) That's what I always tell my clients, pick a focus. Where is your voice going to be most prominent? Do you like to be live on video? If so, Ed's your guy, right? Do you like to blog? If so, sit in front of your computer and write once a week or once a month and make sure you're doing it consistently. Commit to that. If you feel like I love to be, I love to have my, my voice heard, then start a podcast and do that consistently. Whatever it is, pick one avenue, do it consistently for a little while. When you get that going and you understand how to do it and you've got the tools and it's running like clockwork, add another one. But start slow, start small. And, and, you know, you and I just had like a super brief conversation even before we hopped on here. And I just love what you're doing. And I have to say, because you are taking one piece of content, which is this conversation, and you're repurposing it in multiple ways. And that's something that I don't think is taught enough is how to do that. Take, take that one piece of content. It could be a blog. It could be a live. It can be a podcast. And then take the nuggets from it and repurpose it for your social media. Repurpose it for your newsletter. Dry, use all of those places to drive people to your sales. Yes. But do it from a heart of serving. Right. And that's that's the key right there is the heart of serving. And yeah. and I, I want to touch on that point, too, about the repurposing part, because it's true. I, I hear a lot of um, clients who I work with talking about that specific aspect of the repurpose part and and that's what I that's what I included in my program is that the repurpose but everyone wants to jump to the repurpose first with the tech and so what I love being able to do is help them step back 
understand that those are going to come, but we need to look at the bigger picture and really simplify that, that marketing strategy here and understand that we're going to go with a plan. We're going to go live with a plan. And part of that plan is repurposing and getting into the tech and knowing about that stuff. So that's what I love being able to do because I know so many just want to jump in to those other areas and then it's overwhelm again and mm -hmm. nothing gets done. And they might've bought a $200 microphone or a $500 camera and they don't know how to use it. They're not even using it. So it's like, that's the stuff that I'm just like, no, we're going to squash all that and, and get yeah. back to the basics. <laughs> I love that. And you do it so well. I mean, take your time, take your energy and, and use it wisely. Don't squander it all in the beginning. I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're perfectionists, aren't we? Like, we don't want to put anything out there unless it's perfect and unless it's com the complete package. And we see these other entrepreneurs doing things. And, you know, I, I don't know, Ed, how long have you been doing this? And how long did it take you to get to where you are today? Oh, my Just God. Just curiosity. Great question. Okay, so it's been a little over five years. And I've been doing live streaming since I started my business. So when Periscope mm -hmm. first came out. And let me tell you, it is so weird to even say that um, because I was not the video guy and <laughs> behind the camera, I wasn't in front of the camera. Yeah. And so that's the weird, it's still weird to this day. But in fact, I actually have not put together a full on program around what I have done over these last mm -hmm. few years until the end of 2019. Like, right. At the end of 2019 is when I decided, hey, I should probably be teaching out to more people yeah. how to do this live show, how to do this yeah. live going live with a plan situation, because it really has helped me get noticed online. It really has uh, helped me get clients. It has helped me personally grow and, and build up mm -hmm. that confidence level, both online and offline. Like, it's nuts what this has done for me. And so it was at the end of 2019 where I was like, you know what? I should probably teach this out. And then I started building out the program. And then of course the pandemic hit and I was like, well, this is just perfect. <laughs> I know that was good timing. <laughs> like, this is because now everyone has to be on camera. So there's a little hurdle that I can get over a little quicker now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's one of those things that sometimes you know, we play that comparison game as as entrepreneurs, as perfectionists, and it, it's so challenging because we we do so many things and, and we want to make sure things are perfect before we put it out there. We don't want to be judged. We feel like the whole world is going to judge us, and then we can't do anything. We can't shift or anything. And so, it's so interesting to see that it took me personally that many years to realize what it was I was supposed to be doing and share yeah. and not to say that all the other stuff wasn't, but it sometimes takes us longer and sometimes it takes us uh, less time. It just depends on where we're at, who we're serving, where we're coming from at all these different aspects. Totally. I mean, 100%. I think that the first five years of business, let's say three to five years of business is really figuring out, what you want to be doing because what you originally set out to do doesn't always stay 
as you've seen, as I've seen, doesn't always stay the focus. Like sometimes you end up narrowing in as you work, as you work with clients, as you understand how to be in the market, what the market wants and what your clients are looking for. And then sometimes tech shifts <laughs> all the time, tech shifts <laughs> and things move around and and all of a sudden there's a new way to do something or a new thing to offer that you didn't even think was possible. I mean, think about the thousand, I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of people who have created courses at this point who yeah. didn't even know that was an option 10 years ago. Yeah. So you're absolutely right that it takes some time to get your message down. It takes some time, I think, to get the connection built with okay. your audience in the way that you feel good about it, that you feel like you have a space yeah. And then to build something and build the resources for that takes time as well. And so anybody, like anybody starting out, I tell them, you're not going to have it right the first time out of the gate. But that's the beauty of it. You're not really ever going to have it right. Let's be honest. Like none yeah. of us ever really have it right. We're just doing the best we can with what we have right now. Yeah. And then you evolve and you grow and you do the best you can with the next thing you learn. That's the fun of being an entrepreneur is you get to play. Yes. In this whole entrepreneurial sandbox that we have um, in order to offer your message in different ways and explore. And if something doesn't feel right, then stop doing it. Try it a different way. Try a different avenue. Yeah. And and, you know, when it comes to pivoting, making those shifts there, I feel like it's very challenging because I know I have faced it before and I know many others have, too, is how quickly do we make those changes? Because, you know, me being the tech guy, I'll, I'll totally be honest, I, since I can update my own website, I'll go in there with a new idea every five seconds and, and change it, you know, and, and then I'm like, huh, I wonder why that's not working. Well, let me just change it to this, you know, like, it's, it's a very challenging point there. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I do. I, I do the same thing, honestly. I mean, I have that tech know-how. I was trained as a graphic designer and a marketer long before I trained as a coach. And, I, you know, I've kind of kept both of those hats as I've moved forward and created a unique space where I use both of those talents, powers, whatever you want to call them. Um, but it is hard when you don't have that capability to just change something on a dime. Um, and, and it is hard too to know when do I let something go in order to look for something else or in order to invite something else in. So that I think it comes back to that space of consistency, right? So when you're consistent in something, you've given it time. We're not talking about a week, right? We're talking maybe a couple of months if it's not feeling like it's connecting, if you're not getting anything out of it, not only from a lead standpoint, but especially, and I, I talk a lot about the energetic standpoint of what you're doing, if you're not excited about it, if your energy isn't behind it, and it feels like a chore to get on every day and do this thing, yeah, maybe it's time to find something else, but then commit to it, give it that space and time to advance and explore and then if that's not working, then try something else. But ultimately, I hope that most business owners don't have to go through that much trial and error because my hope is that we all stop and take a breath and, and ask ourselves, where is my voice most prominent? For me, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not going to be, and I knew this from the get-go when I started my business. In fact, I think I've shared the story with you before 
Uh, I don't know. Tell me if I have. Um, when I started my business, I knew going to networking meetings, and this was 14 years ago, right? Tech wasn't even, I mean, we didn't have social media, right? Like that wasn't even a thing. I posted flyers in the coffee shops. That's, what, that's, that's how I got clients. Um, but I knew I was not going to be going into networking meetings and passing out business cards because it was not my personality. So when I stopped to think about what I really wanted, what I was craving and what my clients were craving, my ideal clients were craving, we wanted a space where we could give back to ourselves because we were giving so much out into the world. And so I created a meditation group and I invited all of the holistic businesses in the area to my meditation group. And I told them, you will get a chance, if you're coming weekly, you will get a chance one Monday a month to lead it in whatever modality you would like to so that we get to see your brilliance as well. And that created such a beautiful community, not only for me to tap into a potential client source, but also for them to network with each other in a way that I felt safe and happy and my voice could be heard in that space. So if I were gonna do that today, I would do something that I recently did right when the pandemic hit. Actually, I wanted to be of service. I wanted to help these business owners. I started a free program called Conversations with the Masters. It was a three month program We and you were on it. <laughs> we did it every Monday and I brought in a different expert every Monday to talk about business and to talk about different ways that you could grow and expand your business, whether it was online, whether it was mindset shifts, getting over fears, um, brand photography, all of these different topics. And it was so successful. It was just a beautiful way to reach out to business owners and connect in that way. And it allowed them to build their businesses and it allowed me to build my list. So win-win. So you're always looking for the way, like step back and ask yourself, if I could be of service, even if I wasn't getting paid for it, it doesn't always have to be a freebie, right? But even if I wasn't getting paid for it, how would I connect with my community? What is the way in which my voice is going to best be heard? Yes, and, and I love that you keep bringing up your voice, you know, and being able to find your voice. You know, that, that's why I like telling people that I help them find their voice online with yeah. live video because it's, it is scary. It, it, there is so much video phobia, you know, behind where you want to go, what you want to do. Um, so many don't want to be on camera. In fact, mm -hmm. speaking of voice, I just remember this the other day. I can't remember who posted it in the comments, but I did a, a Facebook live on my personal profile and it, it was just a random one. And somebody had commented, and I think it's the first time I've ever seen a comment talking about my voice, but they had mentioned how soothing my voice was and that it was just really great to hear me. And I had to, I had to stop for a second and it blew me away because one of my fears, especially before doing all of this live work is, was, um, I didn't like how I, my voice sounded. On mm. I didn't like how I looked on camera, like all these things I was telling myself. And so mm. I still remember like those were the struggling points that I had when I started out. Mm. And of course, you know, I overcame them because here I am. But uh, the voice thing and, and that comment the other day, I was just like, wow, like that's powerful because I don't think I've ever 
heard a specific comment like that. So it, it, it is, it's one of those things that, and look how long it took for, for a comment like that to hit me, you know? And so again, it's, it's that putting ourselves out there and understanding that it is uh, our duty to, you know, show up. Like I always say, show yeah. up, deliver, and engage, and really be able to be there for our audience because they're out there, they're waiting for us. They just need us to do our part, which is show up. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, if they don't know, like, think about all of the people that you have yet to connect with. Yeah. If they don't know you're out there, how are they ever going to connect with you? <laughs> so your job is to figure out what avenue is best for you to show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, that... It's, you know, I love that you're bringing up this, this piece of the voice and, um, and also like how you look on camera, because I hear that all the time from clients is I'm scared. I'm scared to, to put myself out there in a blog. I'm scared to put myself out there on camera. I'm scared to show up on Instagram. I'm scared, you know, all of Facebook, all of these places, they are scared to be seen. Yes. And I was too, you were too. It is terrifying to show up as an expert <laughs> in any in any market not for everybody you could be a super extrovert and be like i know everything that's great i'm not that person <laughs> yeah. um but you know i remember the first time i started showing up on video i actually did it behind the scenes not live i practiced okay. with my videos for my course and it taught me so much about how I didn't like my voice in the beginning, but it taught me so much about how to not only present information, yeah. but also how to get to the point. I can be really, I'm probably being verbose today. I can be really verbose. Like I can go in circles and tangents, but it really made me hone in and bring it into what is the point of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because in these videos, on your lives, on if you're doing a course, in your videos, you don't have that much time. Right. So you have to get to the heart of it. And so, yeah, I think you learn so much by doing it. And if you're scared to do it live, then do it behind the scenes and see how it feels. Do five or ten. Commit to that and see how it feels and learn more about how you want the cadence to go, how you want to sound, you know, iron out the wrinkles a little bit and then show up live. But at yep. the end of the day, you showing up is eight times faster and more advanced than somebody who's still sitting behind the screen and not getting on. It's so true. And that's that's the beauty of it. You know, uh, we were talking about this earlier is that it, it I love live video because of the fact that it opens up so many doors for opportunities, both personal and professional. And what's amazing about it is, is that these are doors that you may not even have thought would be there, let alone open for you. If yeah. you're just writing a blog post or if you're just sending mm -hmm. out uh, a newsletter or, you know, like there's just so many, again, so many different ways to market. But if you do want to stand out and you want to change things up a little bit, market a little differently, it's important to at least consider going live and, and knowing yeah. that it's not just, the live video on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're showing up, but it's what happens afterwards, which is what I like to call the live effect. And, and mm. it's 
what happens when the camera is off and, and that video is out there circulating and helping you get those leads, helping you generate that uh, sale, helping you build that community up. Like that's, that's the power of it. And being able to, like we said earlier, repurpose and, and use that elsewhere. Yeah. Um, it's so powerful. I, I can go on and on about that. No, I love it. I could listen to you all day about it too, because it's, yeah. it's just so true. I mean, what can you share just like, I don't know, maybe three or four examples of things that have happened once the camera went off after you went live and, and that moved you forward and advanced you. I'm just curious. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so it, it's how I got one of my biggest accounts. One of my biggest uh, clients is from doing my lives. Um, not just on my business page, but also personal. They mm -hmm. just have seen me show up and they could see, not only see me, but they heard me. They felt my energy and yeah. they knew specifically that I was the one that needed to be a, a part of their team. And, and that's when I got the call and literally they told me on the call. Um, so that, that happened. I've had it where um, I've had speaking whether it's a Facebook group or at the college or at the high school, like all of these different speaking opportunities have come up because they have seen me show up and, and talk about this and to go live. Um, I've also been able to uh, share the vi videos to uh, clients as well as prospects who mm -hmm. are doing a little extra assistance, you know, on XYZ topic. And it's like, hey, I have that already covered. Let me send you this link, you know? so. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing with that and, and other opportunities have come up as well with that. But that's like, that's the stuff that stands out to me. And that's the part where, and it's not even the, the money part too, because obviously a lot of those had uh, money tied to it. Um, but I've gotten messages from people both publicly in terms of comments, but also more importantly, the, the private messages where I didn't even know they were watching or, or to <laughs> anything, right? And I get these messages every so often talking about how I inspired them, how this mm -hmm. has helped them push themselves into the next step and, and to show up more in their business. Like those messages are so rewarding and that's why I keep showing up and keep doing this because I know that it's leading to the greater good and it's leading to making a bigger impact in the online space and allowing us to shine, whether we're extroverted or introverted or anywhere in between. Mm -hmm. If I can at least help someone move a little bit closer to the front of the room, I'm happy because I was the one always in the back of the room. Like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna go back here and sit back here. You guys can go up there. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've made it closer to the front. And I don't know if I'm like up in the front row yet, but I'm closer to the front and I just know that if I can do that, I need to help others do that because there's too many hanging out in the back, not sharing their greatness and not shining mm -hmm. even just a little bit brighter. And I, mm -hmm. and I don't want, I want them to be able to embrace the tech and to embrace what they have to offer and go out there and, and show the world what they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you say embrace the tech because there there is such a technical aspect to it. And so many people aren't tech oriented. But at the same time, you know, going back to what we were talking about a little bit ago, where we're perfectionists when we start out, you don't have to have all the fancy tech. 
You yeah. don't to start out. I mean, I know people who have the most basic, basic, and frankly, ugly websites, but they're connecting with their audiences and their businesses are going gangbusters. And so when you show up in that way, whatever's authentic to you, you're right. It You just create such a following, such an audience. You hit people in such a way that you weren't doing when you were hiding behind the scenes. You started a business to create a ripple effect to make a change in some way, identify what that is, and then follow that through because the world needs the message. They do. Your audience needs the message that you have. And so don't let the tech get in your way. The tech can be figured out, whether it's you or whether you hire a virtual assistant for a couple of hours a month to help you with it. I mean, I have a virtual assistant who helps me with my social media because it's so not my thing. And that's, you know, I can write the stuff. I can create the designs for it, but the, the whole strategy behind it, I just need to talk it out with somebody. I can't do it myself. So I have somebody who helps me with that. And when you have that ability to either hire something out, even if it's a low price every month, you don't have to hire somebody full time. Sure. You can hire a contractor, but you can also just do it as basic as possible. I mean, just jump on a live. You don't even have to have all the fancy reels and all of that right now. Yeah. Grow into it, but be willing to just show up. Yes. That's the key. Be willing to show up. And and once you do, everything else can fall into place. And that's also another reason why I'm always talking about video, because as we were talking about, you can repurpose that into audio. You can repurpose Mm -hmm. that written. Like there's so many aspects from that. And I was talking to uh, another um, business owner the other day about how just go live and mm-hmm. it's more personal than just do a pre-recorded and don't upload it anywhere um, and use that video, give that to your social media person and mm-hmm. allow them to pull the content from that because then they really get to see and feel what you're talking about, who you are, what you're doing versus text. I mean, sometimes if you're not, if you're not a good writer, then chances are it's not your message isn't going to come as strongly across to somebody else who's writing it needs to write sure. it for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, I think that I learned, I had so much more content within me than I ever knew was possible when I started repurposing content and realizing that I could use it across multiple channels and I still have more I want to do. I don't have everything out there in the way that I want it because there's still more I want to do, but I'm, I, I'm where I am right now. Yeah. And, but there, I think that you will learn how much more, you know, than you think you do yes. when you do start showing up, when you do start committing to a certain channel and just rolling with it and seeing where it goes and being intentional about it. There's so much more information within you than you ever thought was possible. I, I remember having one client who, and this was years ago, we did start a blog for her and she was like, what, what am I going to talk about? Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Yes. And yeah. And I had to remind her, you went to school for so many years for what you specialize in. You think everybody knows that information, but they don't. And that information is key to their success in moving forward. So 
you have to break it down. I mean, there's a whole, I used to do healthcare marketing and there's a whole piece of healthcare marketing that talks about breaking things down as if the people who were reading it were third graders. Yes. And so when you can take these complex pieces, whether you're talking about health or wealth or mindset or technology, when you can take all of that knowledge that you have and break it down into bite-sized chunks and make it simple, yes, you suddenly have years of content available to you. I mean, think about how long it took you to learn it, right? Uh, in order to teach it and get that wisdom out there and make the uh, the impact that you want to have, you have to break it down into simple terms so that people can catch up to where you are. Yes, that's so important. And and speaking of work marketing and, and you know where we're at right now, what are you up to these days? Because I know there's been a lot of things since the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, so talking about simplifying, um, yeah. the biggest thing that I've been up to is I had a baby in July. So um, we, I had to really take a look at how I was working and how to simplify it. So right now, and I'll tell you kind of where I am now and where I'll be going in the next sort of six months. Um, so I was working on an online program when I knew that I wanted to expand my family because I wanted to have some sort of passive income option on my website. So um, I have a six lesson program that helps business owners to move through what I call the six pillars, what I think are the six pillars of starting a foundational aspect of your business so that you have a strong foundation to build upon. Nice. Um, then, and I've always done, I've always blogged. So I have my blogs and now those blogs I'm repurposing into small mini trainings for clients as well. So I'm taking these concepts that business owners are coming to me for and saying, you know, I'm struggling with sales. How do I do a sales call? Um, how do I create a customer service protocol? How do I manage my time? right? Like that's a big one. So those kinds of things and I'm creating these mini trainings. So it gives you what you're looking for right now, even though you probably do need, you know, the whole program, but this would give you that immediate satisfaction, that immediate space. So I have the small business training library that's being repurposed. So the blog repurposes into the training library. Yeah. Then in the next six months, and you'll like this part. I'll be repurposing those into videos and <laughs> working through. I was just talking to my VA about this today, um, repurposing those into videos so that I can then take that content and share what I know and leave people in that space, give them some nugget, some tidbit to help them move forward in that space to have the courage, like you're saying, to step into it and really do it. So, if, you know, if you're having trouble with sales calls, for example, maybe you take the training, maybe you see a video, maybe you read my blog, you, you, whatever way you learn, you're getting it in multiple ways. Maybe you see my social media post. It's just one nugget of information, right? Yeah. And then you have the courage to step into a bigger training to step into doing the sales call to step into refining the sales call and then soon your sales process is running smoothly oh. so yeah so that's just sort of a breakdown but i am i am in that process of um the training libraries you know and and then simplifying my schedule because 
I have a kid now. There's only so much time I have in a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and, and that's huge. The time, I, I call it a time audit. You know, that time audit is yes. huge. And it's not something that's just set in and forget it. Like you have to revisit quite often just to make sure yeah. that you update things. And, and you do, you find extra time uh, that you didn't think you had. And then you start to really be able to make things happen more and not be so stressed out. Yeah, it's actually simpler, I find. So yeah. I, before I had a, a baby, I was kind of a workaholic and I would work, I mean, I always, I had decent boundaries around my work schedule, but I really pushed myself to get done more than I needed to. And because I had more time, I would spend more time on these little nitpicky things that needed to be perfect, that didn't really need to be perfect. Yeah. Now that I have a more condensed schedule and it's imperative that I have that condensed schedule, I'm outsourcing things. I'm making sure that what I'm doing is succinct and to the point and it's done quickly. And it's getting all of that that's swirling in my brain that I used to chew on and chew on and chew on. I'm, I, I have to stop and say, nope, create the outline, sit down, create the training, sit down, create the, the social posts from that training, create the video from that training and put it out there. I don't have time to rethink it and overthink it anymore. And it actually, I think has simplified things because it's made me create that process that just gets it done. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice when you can start doing that and free up that space and that energy, get back that yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah, so like we were saying at the beginning of this conversation, if you can unhook yourself from the expectation of who's listening, who's watching, all of that, right? Like unhook yourself from the expectation that you have to get a sale from this in order for it to be successful. Then unhook yourself from the expectation that it has to be perfect and just show up and, and we've said it so many times, but it's so true, Ed, like just be of service. Just, just put something out there that you know is needed in your market and then repurpose it in multiple ways. And in doing that, you're going to create the connections. Even if it doesn't sell, you're going to create the connections to the people who then can open more doors for you every time. Woo. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And listen, if you didn't hear it enough, just show up, show up, deliver and engage. Like those are your three keys to success. That that's what I want you to focus on today, tomorrow. And as you go into the new year and really just, just take that and run with it. Um, if you need anything, please be sure to reach out. All of the links are going to be in the uh, description, uh, as well as uh, ways that you can connect with Katie, as well as uh, ways that you and I can work together to help you with your live streaming journey. Everything you need is gonna be down there in the show notes. And I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and we will see you next time.